Hi there, you're listening to the Estranged Heart Podcast, and I'm your host, Creed Revere. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and if this is your first time here, thank you for selecting this podcast to listen to. As we begin today's episode, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and listen with an open heart. But first, the regular disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist or counselor. Nothing within this podcast should be considered or taken as therapy. If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. Hi there. So glad that you have joined me for another episode of The Estranged Heart. Before we dive into today's episode, uh, just a couple of announcements and reminders. I have been in touch with, um, for those of you who listened to the interview with the formerly estranged adult child, um, formerly estranged, now reconciled adult child, A.C. Bergen-Fisher. I have been in touch with A.C. and we are planning on another interview and potentially two other interviews uh, forthcoming and probably... I don't know. I'm hoping for maybe another one by the end of April. We'll see if um, I can swing that. If not, it will probably be in June and sometime over the summer. So I know that his um, interview, that episode, is the highest ranking um, episode of this podcast. And I know that a lot of parents found um, that interview to be very valuable. And so I shared that with AC and he was more than gracious in offering to come back and um, do another interview. And what I may do for a second or third interview with him is, is have you submit your questions and what you would like AC to answer. Um, And we can, we can kind of take things from there. So anyway, that's that's forthcoming. Uh, also, April is my birthday month. My birthday is tomorrow and um, on April third, and um, you get you get the birthday gifts. <laughs> um, I am discounting my coaching services for the month of April um, for any new uh, coaching sessions scheduled. There is a uh, $25 discount per hour um, if you go the hourly route and um, $100 discount on top of the normal $200 discount. So a total of $300 off of um, any new three-month coaching package. So if you're interested in that, please feel free to email me, theestrangedheart at gmail.com, and I'm happy to get you set up. And again, those are for nor- um, new uh, coaching sessions and the hourly rate discount are for sessions scheduled for the month of April. And um, yeah, so on to today's episode. Today's episode is titled A Final Message Estrangement and Inheritance What to Do. And our quote for today is Now, Miss Mary. I do believe you are trying to control things beyond the grave. And that was a quote directly from my grandmother's attorney when she set up her will. (laughs) Um, And she 
uh, there, the, there was no estrangement going on in, in her world when she did this, um, but she did make many stipulations on my mother and her brother regarding their inheritance and things that could be done, could not be done, et cetera, et cetera. And so the attorney basically said, you know, you're trying to control things beyond the grave. To which she replied in very much Mimi fashion. <laughs> um, and that was, yep, you're damn right. Otherwise, I'm coming back and haunting everybody. Um, at the time when that happened, which was 20-ish years ago, I was, um, I thought that was funny. And today, I, I don't think that is so funny, her response to that. Um, just because of the life experiences I've had over these last 20 years, couple of decades, and um, and I see things very differently. So let's let's begin this this topic, talking about this topic. This is a question that is brought up in all circles where you find estranged parents. It's something that's brought up often, and it is a trigger point for many parents, and it can bring out what I have seen, um, two very different sides to parents. I have seen parents be very, um, loving and kind in the face of being estranged and wanting to leave their estranged adult child part of an inheritance and um, either not knowing how to reach that child or wondering how to how to go about that when the child wants no contact with them and i've seen to the other end of the spe the spectrum parents being very hostile less than kind in their responses. And I get it. I get it. I get the anger. I get the pain. And I am always left with the question of, is this the final message you want to leave your child? So when we contemplate leaving an inheritance to anyone, I mean, there's lots of factors that come into play, right? I mean, most of us leave an inheritance to our children, our grandchildren. And there are, let's face it, there are, we have children and grandchildren that are addicts and uh, gamblers and things along those lines that if it's a financial monetary inheritance, um, you know, could be quickly mm, left, leaving them with empty pockets. And yet what I am offering and inviting you to consider is you're going to be gone. What your child chooses to do or not do with their inheritance 
is their choice. You cannot control things beyond the grave. Yes, you can put things um, in place and in motion to help secure things for your child, especially if there are severe mental health concerns or there's a disability and you're worried about how they will be cared for and things along those lines. There are things that you can put into place to help um, mitigate that, the potential, you know, stumbling blocks and things and, and that come into play with that. There are things that you can do to help mitigate that. But in the end, for someone that's not facing those challenges, what someone chooses to do with what they receive in life is their choice. Just like what you choose to do with your inheritance is your choice. I'm inviting you to consider what this final message to your child, the impact that it will have. So a few episodes back, I talked about intent versus impact, right? Um, Our intentions, we can have the best of intentions, and yet the impact is the complete opposite of what our intentions were. And this is really, um, I'm seeing it as a theme and and everything. Um, Talked about it in in the support group that I had yesterday. It was, um, we actually took our normal topic off the table and we continued uh, the previous um, uh, group's topic and that was intent versus impact. And we we talked about that. So for two two weekends in a row, um, we, we talked about this. And that's the question that I'm, I'm inviting you to cons- consider here. I will go through and, and kind of give some blanket things to consider, things that other professionals in the field of estrangement have said or suggest and, and what have you. But as you listen to that, I'd like for you to listen to these words through that filter of what final message do I want to give my kid? Do I want to leave my kid with a, I have loved you from the moment I knew you existed? Or do you want to leave your kid with a big fuck you? And I would invite you to also consider how that might have felt for you in your life somewhere along the way you've had some sort of disagreement with someone that you cared about and maybe you experienced something similar to this that you your last communication with that person the last message they ever gave you was a big f you and how that left you feeling versus someone who left and you knew that they loved and cared about you and were concerned about you and wanted to leave you with something that helped you a little along your path. So Dr. Coleman has written about this 
topic quite often and I'll just read some of some of his words that he has said regarding if you should cut your child out of your will. Dr. Coleman says, just because you believe that your child's rejection or anger is undeserved doesn't mean that you're right. While you don't deserve estrangement, your child's complaint may be more justified than you know. We all have blind spots as parents and sometimes the way our family members treat us, children or otherwise, is more in reaction to our behavior than they're creating it from nothing. We may be far more critical, rejecting, and hurtful than we are able to face. We may be too disrespectful of their boundaries around grand our grandchildren, too insensitive towards their spouses, and too opinionated about their sexualities or their values. Also, some adult children have behaviors that are less than helpful because they have a subtle or overt form of mental illness. While we might wish they get better, they got better help, any or any help, it's not their fault they carry those burdens. And if their mistreatment of you is due to their mental illness, you're punishing them for something largely out of their control by taking them out of your will. Their mental illness may mean that you set up your trust so that their inheritance is managed by a reputable third party, but leaving them out of an inheritance they would have received if they were healthier will feel like one more injustice to someone who has already carry, who has already had to carry too heavy a burden in their lives. I'm going to repeat that last little bit because from my perspective from the estranged adult children that I talk with that's exactly how they feel okay leaving them out of an inheritance they would have received if they were healthier will feel like one more injustice to someone who has already had to carry too heavy a burden in their lives. Dr. Coleman also says on the topic of should I leave the inheritance to my grandkids? Some estranged parents feel like giving their kid an inheritance feels unreasonable given their feelings of hurt or neglect so they leave it to their grandchildren. Here is a list of positive and negatives of doing so. Positives. You're indirectly giving to your child by giving to their children. You're acknowledging that the grandchildren are the casualty of the estrangement rather than the primary agents of it. You're providing a gift to your grandkids that has meaning and value to you and presumably to them. The negatives. Your message to your child is still punitive, however carefully worded. Doing so complicates your grandchildren's relationship with their parents by making them feel guilty towards their parents. Such guilt may lessen or erase the positive intention of your gift to them, put them in the caretaker role with their parent, 
and or become burdensome rather than welcomed. So those are some things to consider from Dr. Coleman. I would like to offer this. What does giving with conditions imply? So in other words, yeah, I'm happy to leave you my, you know, your inheritance, my, my estate, but you've got to be in contact with me. If you continue this estrangement, you're getting nothing. What's that message? What does that send to someone? And I'm, and I'm asking you this, I understand your hurt. I understand the anger. I have been there. I recall vividly how angry I was with my, my children. But again, what is that final message that you're leaving for your child? You will not be here. Your estranged adult child will be living several more decades with this final message. What impact will that have on their lives, on their life? What will it be? Again, you can have the best of intentions. You can justify it all you want. But when you're gone, you're gone. And your kid is left living with your final decisions your final judgments, your final everything. They don't get to, they don't get to come back and make amends. They don't get to come back and try to figure things out. They don't get to come back and say, I'm so sorry. They might be living with guilt over having been estranged when you pass and then not receiving their inheritance is just another to them slap in the face right your children are feeling i mean there's a reason why they have chosen to estrange i've not yet met a child an estranged adult child who says oh i had i had no idea that that like were there other options? Yeah, I tried all those other options and none of that worked. This was the final final option, final choice I had. I'm inviting you to consider being the bigger person here and leaving your final message to them to be one that is loving and kind and without conditions, without control, without deeming they do this, that, or the other thing. Again, as long as there are no, you know, addiction issues and mental health, significant mental health issues. And when I say significant mental health issues, I am not referring to anxiety and depression. Okay. I mean, I am talking the heavy hitters here, right? And if we're talking about the heavy hitters here, there it's, they, they may not be able to make those, you know, make 
be discerning in their choices. Okay. So let's talk about what if your child has an addiction, a gambling issue, a sex addiction, drugs and alcohol, whatever the case may be. And I'll invite this for food for thought as well. I believe we all are addicts. Yep, I said it. All of us are addicts. Some of us have addictions that our culture says are okay to have. And some of us have addictions that our culture says absolutely not. You are deemed less than if you have this type of addiction. Those addictions that are approved, got that stamp of approval by our culture, working incessant number of hours, time away from the family, time away from self, fitness, being manic about going to the gym and working out seven days a week and, you know, five and six hours at the gym and, you know, can't leave things, can't have a cupcake every now and then because, you know, that's an addiction. Anything that is out of balance is an addiction. We're, we're okay with, where well, I say okay in air quotes here, okay with people having gaming addictions today. We're okay with people having, you know, being addicted to their phone. We're okay with people being addicted to golf or fishing or it's still an addiction. If you can't function in your life without doing those things and thinking about those things all the time, it's an addiction. So again, putting that out there. So if your kid has an addiction, let's say an addiction that is one that would invite them to spend more money than they have. Again, if they were left in inheritance. So if we're talking drug and alcohol addiction, sex addiction, gambling, shopping, shopping's another addiction. You can, as Dr. Coleman makes reference to, hire a third party, hire an executor to dish out funds accordingly. Right? But you're not given the big F you to, to your kid by not giving them an inheritance at all. Okay. And they might get mad and they might hate you and they may, might call you all kinds of sorted names and what have you, but you know what? You're gone. You're not hearing it. They're left to deal and contend with that. Okay. So consider an executor. Of, of the financial piece of things for a child. What about leaving an inheritance to one child or several children and not the estranged child? Um, a lot of times sibling rifts and relationships, relationship breaks can be healed or be cemented when the parents 
die and there's an inheritance that's left to one and not the other. Um, I've seen this. I've got um, several estranged moms that I work with that have kids who have had a, their other parent has passed away and you know one was left an inheritance another one was not others were left an inheritance one or two others were left out and it wreaks havoc on the sibling relationships so it leaving an inheritance to one and not the other can set the siblings up to be forever at odds and again, if you're gone, I know for me, when I leave this planet, I want, would love to know that my daughters have a loving and close relationship with one another. They might fight, they might have disagreements and what have you, but in the end, that they'll come back together and they'll be there for one another when I am not, when I am no longer here. And so helping that to happen means something okay what if you have no contact with your child what happens if you're estranged and you don't know where they live you don't have a phone number they've you know blocked you on email and you're not able to you have no idea how to reach them right to be able to tell your attorney Number one, you can only give the, the attorney what you have. If you have a last address, last known email address, last known phone number, you can provide that to your attorney. Um, there's also, you could hire a PI, right? And here's the thing. I know that the estranged adult kids are all like freaking out right now. And I'm asking you just to consider something for half a second. And I'm asking the parents to consider this. You can hire a PI to find out where your estranged adult child is at. And you can say, if you locate them, I want you to give that information directly to my attorney. I don't want you to give it to me. We don't have to get the information ourselves and have it. I think that would be crossing a boundary. And I would invite you to consider how you would feel if you did not want someone to know where you were at and they hired a private investigator to do so. Again, you can do this. Just ask the PI to give the information directly to your attorney and ask your attorney to not divulge that information to you and just leave it set up for that so that when you pass, the attorney has knows how to reach out or begin the reaching out process. Um, and I ask that you consider, um, you know, being mindful of involving other people in the process, other friends and family. It can be, you know, to find out where they're at and, and things like that. It can be considered a form of manipulation. Again, if your estranged adult child does not want to be found, then there you are. And if you do not have the money to hire a private investigator, right, and you don't know where they're at, leave the last contact information with, with your attorney. And then if you're, they're not able to reach your child and find your child, then you've done everything that you can do. You've done everything that you can do. And so have a plan B. Okay? Maybe instead... 
so here's some things to consider as we begin to wrap down, run, wrap this episode up. Um, you know, what would you, what would you do if you and your estranged adult child were not estranged? Would you be leaving them something? So if, if you would, and the only reason you're not leaving them something now is because they're, they're choosing not to be in contact with you. That is a form of punishment. A tit for tat kind of thing. And that, that's just not, it's not healthy. It's not going to leave a final message that's loving and kind to your child. Um, and I, I hear this too. Well, you know, I don't mind leaving my son something, but his wife, I don't want her to get her hands on things. And that's where my grandmother came, was what she was trying to do from beyond the grave. She was saying, you know, I want this to stay in the family bloodline, the money, I, it shouldn't go to any, any husbands or, you know, wives, things like that. Again, you know, what they choose to do with that money, that is a choice and a decision that they will have to live with. You will be gone. Okay. And this is a final opportunity to give a final gift to your child. It's an opportunity to convey that your love and care and concern for them. And maybe consider writing a well-crafted amends letter to go along with that that's given to them in the end. And if you know anything about amends letters, those are, you know, letters that are um, about the child and not about you as the estranged adult child or the estranged adult as the parent. So in closing, I want to say this. I do think it's important that you get this resolved one way or the other um, sooner rather than later. It will bring you some peace to your life. You know, when things are left undone, oh my gosh, they take up so much room in our headspace and in our heart, thereby um, oftentimes leaving us feeling anxious and overwhelmed and unsettled and all of those things. And so I do think that it's important to resolve this in, in some way, um, again, sooner rather than later. Um, the last thing you want to do in, in today's world, we, we know all too well how, how much of an increase we risk we take every day and um, <laughs> trusting that tomorrow will come. And I don't mean, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, mass shootings and things along these lines. Accidents happen, car accidents and things like this. We Tomorrow is not a guarantee. And so getting this stuff resolved, getting a, making a decision and getting settled with this is, um, could be super helpful. So, I, I invite questions regarding this. Um, I know that this is a topic that a lot of parents have a lot of questions about. And um, I'm happy to, to help assist with that. I'm also ha happy to help assist with writing a quote-unquote final amends letter, if you will. Um, I think the, the last and final message that we leave our children is so, so important. 
so important. They are left living for decades, generally, after our passing. And to saddle our children with something that um, is punitive in nature feels really, really unkind to me. Um, Again, you get the final choice. It's up to you. Um, as a as a formerly estranged mom, I get your anger, the sense of righteousness, and I'm you know, screw them if they don't have time for me. I'm not going to have time to leave them anything. As a formerly estranged adult child, I know that had that happened to me, and I was still estranged from my parents, I I don't know. Um, how well that would have helped my mental health for all in, in my relationships, all my other relationships in my life um, would have been tainted by that one last act by my parents. So again, food for thought, do with it what you will. Um, I only know that I want my final message to my children to be one that clearly states where there can be no questions left, that I love them with every ounce of my being. I hope that that's yours too. Until next time. This brings this episode to a close. I hope that this time together was time you feel well spent and that you were able to find some takeaway nuggets to help you on your journey, wherever you may be on your estrangement and reconciliation path. If you feel you've received something helpful or positive from this podcast, please consider following us, sharing this podcast with others, leaving a positive review, perhaps entertaining becoming a guest on our show, or following us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under the same name, The Estranged Heart. As a reminder, there is an online support group on Facebook. If you are a estranged mom who identifies as being spiritual and approaches estrangement with a sense of curiosity rather than blame and judgment and desire to do inner self-work and reflection, please seek us out. We can be found at facebook.com backslash estranged mothers support group. And lastly, if you are an estranged parent or an estranged adult child and would like to have your story shared on the podcast anonymously or not, please reach out to me via email at theestrangedheart at gmail.com.